Kumlen of Lalki Moritz, Mitzay Shabbos, Parshas Mishpatim, Shabbos Barchim, Kodesh Adarishim. We are up to today's blotted of Yudzayin in Moed Cotton. We're up to the Tezayin on base at the very bottom of the page, where it says, Amar Rab Tanchum, two lines at the bottom of the page. Rabbi Tanchum said, Berea de Rabchia, the son of Rabchia, Ish Karaku. From the city of Aku. Amar Yaakov, Bar Acha, the son of Yaakov, son of Acha said, Amar Absumloi, name Absumloi. The Amila, others say, Amar Abtanchon, Abtanchon said actually in the name of Rabahuna. The Amila, others say that Amar Abhuna Lechude, that Rabahuna said it in his own name. That a Talmud, Shenida Lechvoida, if a Talmud excommunicated someone because that person disrespected him, then Niduyev Nide. It's a valid cherem because we are learning that we, we, in a nutshell, we learned that three kinds of cherems. There is nidui, there is shamta, and there is cherem, which the abbreviation of those three words is nochash. Nochash is a snake. It says if anybody defies or ridicules or maligns a tamachachem, the, the, the bite of a tamachachem is like a snake, a nochash, which is these three kinds of of uh, of cherem, three degrees of cherem, according to some. Now, if a Talmud put someone in cherem because they insulted him personally for being a, a learned scholar, the cherem is valid. But not everybody's bound by it. His teacher or his superiors are not bound by it. The time we learn, Menudah the Rabbi, Menudah the Talmud. If the Rabbi puts someone in cherem, then the student has to abide by it. But Menudah the Talmud ain't Menudah the Rabbi. But if it's put in cherem by the student, it, 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 the teacher is not bound by it. So we, we infer the Rabu de Manuda, the teacher is not bound by it. But everybody else has to follow these the khairim. That means you can interact with the person. And we'll see in the Gemara in the next week or so what exactly the laws of khairim are. Says the Gemara Now, what was the reason why the Talmud Chacham placed this young this person in Khairim? Ibn Miladishmaya, because he made a Khil Hashem, then ain't Chachma, the ain't Tuna, there's no ain't Eitza, there's no different, there's no ways around the negative Hashem. If somebody made a Khil Hashem, then everyone has to be has to be bound by the Khairim. He did it to defend his own personal honor for being a Talmud Chacham, and it is binding. A tzurim rabban is an expression when we talk about a young, sharp student. Tzurim means scrambled eggs. Uh, this student is still yet not fully cooked through yet. He's a young man. He's allowed to take matters in his own hand. If he knows 100% that he's allowed to, for example, put the person in the chedim, he can do that. There was this young rabbi. There were rumors circulating about him of a misbehavior. Um, and they behaved in an immoral way. According to some, he actually committed immoral acts. According to others, the crime was that he used to meet single women in his office on their own. And that's... Where's, where's, where's the place, please? Uh, about 10 lines from the top. Somebody have an ask there, tell them we were up to. 17A1, uh, the top of the second column. <laughs> or bottom of the first column, really. No. Says the Gemara... Um, Amr Abuda Abuda, who was then the scholar, a scholar there, he said, Hey, Chilavi, how should we deal with this young rabbi? Lishamte, to put him in Khairan for his, the way he's behaving himself. Everyone needs him because he's a scholar, they ask him for advice. Not to put him in place in Khairan, he's desecrating Hashem's name. This is how a rabbi behaves. 
So Amalei Rabbi Baruchana, turn around to Rabbi Baruchana, a peer of his. Did you hear anything at all about this? What should we do? Amalei Hachem Rabbi Yechana said, it says, that the lips of a coin will protect knowledge. The Torah you should seek out this person to learn Torah. This person is like an angel. So we learn, if your rabbi is like a malach, study from him. But if not, don't study from him. So therefore, it doesn't matter if the person is a scholar. If he doesn't behave like an angel, the Magid of Mizrich actually was asked by a great scholar, a Pinchas Horowitz, a Pinchas Balafla. He said, I don't understand the Gemara. Who knows what an angel is like? How did he tell us? If your rabbi is like an angel, learn from him. How do we know what an angel is? Who, whoever uh, mixed with an angel. So the Magam said, you misunderstood the Gemara. Most people are human. And even though you might have respect for them or anything else, but as you become closer to them, you start seeing their foibles, you start seeing their weaknesses, their flaws. But if, if somebody's a special, special person, the closer you get to them, the more awe and reverence and respect you have for them because you realize they have no flaws. They're just perfect. And that's what he means. Just like a malach, you have no idea what a malach is. If your rabbi is like a malach, that you have no idea, understand what the person is doing because he's so special and so holy, that's the person you should choose as your teacher. Anyway, the story continues. Shamte Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, place in the Safe a while later, Ichlish Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda was weak. The rabbis came to to visit the sick. And this person was excommunicated during them, but he kept a distance of four Amis. He started to laugh and smile. This person was, was offended. He said, Bad enough that you put me in Chedim. You're mocking me. You're smiling. Amalei said to him, I'm not laughing about you, I'm smiling about me. I'm going to go to the world to come, and they're going to judge me. I'm feeling so good now. Even though you're such an important person, everybody wants you and respects you. I didn't take any, I wasn't corrupt. I didn't take any Hanifa from you. I didn't take any Sheikhad. I put the Khairam on you because you deserved it. Anyway, Noch Nafshabhiri passed away. The story continues. Asl Bay Madrasha, this man who was placed in the Khairim, came to the base of Medish. Amalhu, he said to them, Shadily, I want you to release me. I guess he the time didn't expire yet, according to those who hold that uh, when the time expires, it's automatic release. But the time didn't expire. And he said, Abhud has passed away, release me. We need somebody equal in stature to Rabbi Yehuda to release you. It doesn't exist. However, if you go to Israel, this is taking place in bubble. If you go to Israel, the rabbi there is a grandson of Yudan Nasi, known as Yehuda Nesiya. He can he can uh, uh, release you. Other Kami went to him. Amli Rabami Yehuda Nesiya turned around to Rabami and he said, "Puk, I I want you to go examine the law. What should we do here? If the, if we have to go ahead and permit him, if we have to release him, then Charlie release him." He looked into it, he wanted to release him. He stood there, a rabbi called Hashem Al-Khmeini, who never frequented that base HaMedrash. He stood on his feet, he said, in the story of Rebbe's maid, who played someone in Cherem, as we'll soon learn, and uh, yet nobody treated lightly, for Sholoshon in three years, Yehuda Chavereinu, Yehuda, our friend, played someone in Cherem, he wanted to release him so early, Allah has come, come, surely he should remain in Cherem. Amr Abzeid, Abzeid was one of the students that was learning this, said, what's going on here? Suddenly this man appeared in our base of Medrash. He never came here before. 
Hashgacha Pratis, punk today, even though the halacha is not like him, but just divine providence that today he ended up in our shul. Obviously, it's a sign from above that we have to follow his advice and not release the person from his chayim. We don't have to release him. But Shalom refused to release him. To release him, Nafak, he walked out. Kikabach, he was crying. But Ozol, he was going. Osa Zibudi came along a bee with Torke Amse and gave him a bite on his male member, which is what they accused him of, uh, of philandering and all that. Vishachiv Shachiv, and he passed away. Alayla Marotta, the Hasidim, they wanted to bury him among the great Hasidim because they felt that maybe he did chuva because he cried when he went out. Lake blue. It wasn't accepted. They brought him to a lower level to just the judges. And he was accepted. That means he had a modicum of children. My time, uh, what is the reason? Because um, why was he accepted at the level of Dayanim? Because the other, he followed the advice of Rabbi and he avoided Achil Hashem. Now, this is an amazing Gemara, the way Rashi learns the Gemara. And it's as follows. A person sees that he cannot control his impulses. To go to another region, another city that nobody knows who you are. They don't know that you're a rabbi or a special person. Dress in black. Wrap yourself up in black. Commit to that you really have these urges that you cannot control. And what are you achieving by that? At least you're avoiding Chil Hashem. And then, um, so, so the way, that's how Rashi learns that this is advice. You should, if you cannot control that very, do that very somewhere else and get over and done with. And, um, and therefore, because he avoided Chil Hashem, he was buried amongst the yard. Toysus and others say, they say what it means is when you dress in black, you will suddenly, and you go to another city, you'll suddenly wait, it'll dawn upon you. What in the world am I doing? Why am I, why am I allowing my Yetzirah to take over? And therefore that in itself is going to subdue you and suppress your urges so you can go back. Ramosha Feinstein was asking his children, somebody wrote, wrote to him, um, I want to go to a movie theater um, where they show adult films. Should I take my yarmulke off or not? To avoid a chil Hashem. So Ramosha wrote back to him. He says, why are you asking me if you should take your yarmulke off or not? Why don't you ask me if you're allowed to go there in the first place in the theater? And he gave, him the, he gave the guy a real uh, piece of his mind in that children. But the idea is there is some benefit of, to at least avoid a chil Hashem. Something more further. You, you brought a thing about the maid of Rebbe. What exactly happened? The, the Amsa the Rebbe, the maid of Rebbe, Chazisa, she once saw who gave a person that he was smacking and belting his older son. Almost she said, that parent should be placed in Chayrim. Why? You are causing your son to rebel against you, and you're causing him to sin and to, uh, to violate Kibbut Aim because you're too harsh. The time we learned, the Mishra, the Makal, the God of the hit your oldest son. Shukhanarach rules an 18 year old boy and over, you're not allowed to smack. Other Rishayim said that Godel doesn't mean in years, it means in maturity. You can have a 10 year old kid, but if a 10 year old kid is mature, don't smack. Talk to them, reason with them, do other kinds of punishment, don't smack. No physical violence. Interesting, very progressive. Was guarding his orchard. Also, a person came along and started eating from his figs without permission. He started yelling at him. The guy refused to listen. He continued stealing the guy's figs. You should be placed in the chair. The guy retorted, You should be placed in the chair. Okay, I owe you money for stealing your figs. It doesn't mean to put me in the As Teresa says, take me to the entire. Warn me to go to the Nintaira. 
Or Rabbein Tam says, in fact, in that place, in that city, the custom was that they used to take, and then afterwards they would come and make some kind of reckoning with how much money they owe. Anyway, the Shlakers was fuming. Also, they made rush. He went to base of to find out who was right. Amalek told him, Shaloi Nidui, Shokha'ena Nidui. That person's chayim that he placed on you is valid, but your chayim on him is invalid. So the Shlakers got a little worried. I'm now excommunicated. My Takante, what's my remedy? So they told him, Zilag Abe, go find this guy. The that he should release you from the chayim. So they shocked the I have no idea who I'm no clue who he is. Only they said that instance, Zilagabin is saying you have to go to the leading rabbi, the Lishalach, he should release you. Time we learn. We do, we place the chaydim, any day meaning you don't know who did it. Go to the Nasi and he will release you. Amun said, the Usha in the city of Usha, which is one of the ten places where the Sanhedrin when exile went from place to place, his kino his kino, they made the following rule. Abbezin, if the leader of the community, and this is very Relevant to these times, Shesarach, he went off. He, um, he, you know, he committed something unethical. You don't place him in chayim because what the Gemara is going to say here in a minute is, on the one hand, is the individual that has to be punished and made sure it doesn't happen again. On the other hand, is the office that this person represents. And if you, um, and sometimes the chil Hashem that it generates, people are going to say when an individual gets put in chayim, they'll say, oh, that person is a shmendrik, that person is bad. But if it's the rabbi, for example, that people are going to say, ah, Yiddishkeit is terrible. They're not only going to, um, you know, t- attack the rabbi, they'll attack the whole Yiddishkeit. So you have to be very careful. So they say, Ma'av Bezin goes off, uh, deviates. Don't place him in the You tell him, you know what? Retire, go home. We don't want to see you anymore. So we don't, you don't, um, you're no longer, you know, jeopardizing um, Yiddishkeit. He continues, he's a, he's a serial abuser, whatever, not abuser, but a serial person who sins. And he did it again. Then there's, there's no other recourse but place him in Khair because the people are become aware and, and, and they will think, what's going on here? How come you're not you know, um, punishing this person or chastising this person? This actually argues with the Shlokish because he's of the people. Uh, misbehaved. You put him in chayim, but not in a public way. Shemer says If somebody uh, stumbled today, the choshel gam navi imcha and the navi, the rabbi also sinned loyla at night. We meant night. It should be treated like night. Not that we cover it up and do nothing. You punish the guy completely, but you don't have to publicize it. Mazuta chasidah, mazuta the chasid ki mechayev tshuva rabbanu Whenever he had to, unfortunately. Place a rabbi in Khairim, the Rasha Mishamad Nafsha. First he placed himself in Khairim. And the Hadam Mishamad the day. Then he placed the rabbi in Khairim. He wanted to say to the rabbi, I feel your pain. When he came home, first he released himself and then he released the other person. He did that in order to remember that he put someone in Khairim so that he should release him. And he did it straight away. He put the Khairim an hour or two later, he released him. But the, the fact that he put him in Khairim hopefully should be a reminder to this person who's misbehaving that he should conform. They can go to self exile, they can also place themselves in the chedim and release themselves. Like he just did, Mazut Chasidim. Give me credit. I never placed a rabbi in chedim. What did I do when they had to be placed in chedim? What did I do? I did like they did in Israel. The Tzurah Rabbanah, we'd rather give 39 lashes to a rabbi, but they mem shall not put him in A chedim is a stain, is a stigma that remains forever. And uh, another, and you give 39 lashes, it's, it's over with, it's done. And therefore, I'd rather 
give him lashes. My shamta. What exactly is the word shamta? What's the origin of it? Rav said, now very interesting. We noticed today that in the art scroll it says shame misa. In the Steinzels it says sham misa. I think it, it sounds more right, right to say sham misa, but there is death. But according to the art scroll, it's shame misa, that's the name of misa, or you set aside misa, the name of misa. Shemuel said, Shemama, yeah, to the old turmoil, Mahandi Bay, and you should know that once you place over the Chaylim, it's forever. Like you place fats in the oven, it's there forever. There's always a residual. You put someone in Chaylim, there's always a residual there. So be careful, you know, don't be so, you know, put people in willy nilly to Chaylim. You have to be realized what you're doing. And this argues with the Shlokish, because the Shlokish says that a Chaylim also, once you get sugar, once it's accomplished, what we have to accomplish, it completely passes out, it exits. It's like it enters your body, through, it permeates your entire body of 248 limbs. When it exits, it goes out of the 248 limbs. When they destroy the city of Yericha, it says the city should be destroyed. destroyed. Use the word Chaylem, and Chaylem is a gematria. Rage is Mem is 40 and Ches is 8. And when it exits, the chesivit says, in anger, rachim, out of compassion, tisko, remember. And rachim also equals 248. When he get, after he gets angry, he comes down, he takes away the chayr, 248. Rachim equals 248. So he holds, it completely exits you. It's very therapeutic and it's complete. I'm going to be Shadi Shamta and Guvasna Kabul, you can even place a cherim on the tail of a dog. What do you mean? Be here the day of them, the cherim will take care of what has to be taken care of. Ugalba was a dog. They kept on chewing up all the shoes of the rabbis, and nobody knew who did it. They thought some person was going in and, well, I don't know, doing some strange things. Well, the Yodi Mali had no idea who it was. The Shamta said, you know what, whoever it is, it should be placed the cherim. Hello. Can I it was a dog. It was put a fire. Big, uh, big, uh, suddenly a fire got caught being in the tail of the dog, uh, and completely burnt the tail of the dog. Our Alma was a very strong person, and he used strong arm tactics, and people were intimidated by him. Now, the Komatayla he really intimidated and he antagonized one of one particular rabbi, a young rabbi. Also, the Kamadayesha, the young rabbi went to his club, he said, What should I do? Amalad suggested Zil Shamte, put impose a chayram on him. Amalad was I'm scared of him. Write it down on the paper that you're putting in the chaylim. She said, I'm even more frightened. So who knows what it'll do to me? Take a piece of paper, place it in, in a jug where you die in a base at the very top of the page, and place it in a cemetery. The Kari Bay Alpha Shippure blow the shafer 1,000 times over 40 days. Do that. He did that, the barrel burst, miss Almama, and that strong person died. What's the idea? What's the word shaifer? Where you say you blow a shaifer by a cherem, what's the idea? That we are, I guess this is like retribution, or we're paying you back for your misbehavior. And my tavra, they also did the blow of trua, like we do in Rosh Hashanah. What is the word tavra? Which is which is the word true? Amar said, "Tavre bate rami." That you're breaking, you're bursting the tall houses. In other words, these strong armed people can be broken. Knows anybody who's arrogant and conceited, full of, full of uh, hubris. When you have put them in chedim, they definitely become humble.
The end result was either death or poverty. Then the Mishnah said, We should learn in the Mishnah that you now take haircuts on Chalamai to do laundry unless he had no choice. For example, you were released from prison or you came back from overseas. And then the Mishnah said, If you're a Nazir, and um, now the question is, when we say that you had no choice, does that also apply to material? What happens if you finish material two days before Yom Tif? Then we don't allow you to take a haircut chalamoid, or it doesn't matter. So the Gemara says, you ask a later question. Is this only talking about because the, 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 your, your, your started to become your material ended on Yom Tif itself, so you had no choice? Or your Nazir ended on Yom Tov itself, so you had no choice. I do my If he had time before, we're still going to make an allowance for you to take a haircut. Amale, he said to me, we learned. All those that we said, all the things there about coming from prison, release from prison, coming from overseas, it's talking about you had you couldn't have done it earlier. If you could have done it before Yom Tov, we're not going to excuse you and allow you to do it. But a Nazir and Matsayda. Even though they had time, we permit them to do it on Yachalma. Even though they did the wrong thing, we're still going to give them an allowance. You know why? Because you cannot bring a carbon until you uh, took a haircut, especially by Mitzvah. And we didn't want them to delay. We don't let them take a haircut until after Yom Tim. They can delay their carbons. A carbon you should bring ASAP. Our mission doesn't mention a word about a mourner. If somebody was came back from overseas and it was in the middle, you know, and suddenly you know it's morning, is he allowed to take a haircut? Doesn't mention the mission and allowance for that. Or a coin to have a roster now take a haircut during that week, they have to take before. Doesn't mention um, if let's say that if the roster ended right before Yom Tif, can he take a haircut chalamad? But the Bryson does. That the oval is allowed to take a haircut. Now, just quickly an introduction so you'll understand what's going on. During Shiva. You now take any haircuts. And during Shloishim, the first 30 days, you now take any haircuts. And for a parent, we say you can take a haircut only when your hair is very long, and people say, hey, your hair is too long. Shulchan Aruch says it's usually three months, unless you know it's really long. Now, but that, let's go talk generally. Shloishim, you now take a haircut. Shloishim, you now take a haircut. However, we, there's a rule that follows. It comes Yamtiv, Yamtiv cancels part of your morning. So if, let's say, you uh, were sitting Shiva for three days, and then suddenly it's Pesach, your Shiva is over. You don't have to resume. Afterwards, it's over. Um, if, let's say, you sat the full Shiva, and then you had one day of the Shloshim, and then Pesach comes along, Pesach cancels your Shloshim. Now, we have a big argument of the, between the Chachamim and Abishal. The Chachamim say that you have to have the eighth day you had the full seven days of Shiva, and now the eighth day is Arab Yomtif, the ninth day is Yomtif, it cancels your it cancels your um shloshim. and we're gonna allow you to take a haircut Arab Yomtif, even though it wasn't canceled yet, because the rabbis knew it'll be canceled tonight, and we want you to prepare for Yomtif, be well groomed, well kept. So therefore you're allowed to. Abba Shaul says, I go further, he says, even the seventh day, if you sat seven days and that night was Yomtif, it cancels your shloshim, by the way, which is the halach. Because he, I say, he says, part of the seventh day in the morning is the end of your, is the end of yeshiva because mixes hayim gula. We know we stand up from shiva on the seventh day in the morning. So therefore, the rest of the day is like the beginning of your shloshim. So therefore, your shloshim already began on the seventh day. So that night, 
Yishloishim already began, the Yom Tov cancels Yishloishim. So you can take a haircut on the seventh day to prepare for Yom Tov. So now the Gemara wants to know, if we're going to allow an oval to take a haircut on a Chalamoy, that means that there's no Shloishim anymore. The Shloishim is over. So if the Shloishim is over, he could have taken a haircut out of Yom Tov. So why would you allow him to take a haircut on Chalamoy? What's the Bryce talking about? What's the scenario that an oval can take a haircut on Chalamoy? If he couldn't have done it before Yom Tov because the Shloishim didn't start, you know, there was still Shiva or Shloishim, then then, um, uh, what do you call it? That means, the, sorry, the Shleshim hasn't started yet. It's, it's still in the middle of Shiva. So why would he be able to take a Chalamoid? The only way he could take a Chalamoid is that the Shleshim was canceled. If the Shleshim was canceled, then he had Erev Yomtev to take a haircut. So why would we allow him to do a Chalamoid? That's the Gemara's question. Says the Gemara, hi, Ovel, this Ovel, hey, Chidami, what are we talking about? You tell me that what? That the eighth day was Erev Yomtev. In other words, the Shleshim already began and that night. The Shleshim was canceled and therefore that day, even though the yomtiv didn't happen yet, we made a special allowance to take a haircut. Then the boy the glucher yomtiv regularly should take a haircut out of yomtiv. What right does he have to say? I want to take a haircut of chalamay. But he had to tell me shechol shmini shalei must be. On the one hand, it, the eighth day already came around. On the other hand, he could not take a before yomtiv, so therefore shleishim was cancelled. On the other hand, he could not take a haircut on that day. Now why not? It must be that the eighth day was Shabbos. Sunday was yomtiv. The eighth day was Shabbos. So your shleishim began and Yom Tov canceled it. But you couldn't take a haircut on Shabbos. And therefore, you could take the Chalamoy. Maybe. Uh, if let's say your eighth day came out on Shabbos. Sorry, that was Erev Yom Tov. And therefore, that's the day the shleishim was canceled. You couldn't take a haircut. It's not correct. In this case, Everyone will hold, you can do Friday. Abishol for sure holds Friday. Friday was your seventh day. And according to Abishol, the seventh day afternoon is the beginning of your 30 days. It gets canceled. Of course, you can take a haircut then, Erev Yom Tov. You couldn't do it on Shabbos. So Friday is the closest you can do it to Yom Tov. But even the rabbis who generally disagree will agree in this case, if the eighth day is on a Shabbos, which means that the Shleishim will cancel it, the rabbis say, look, in this case, you have no choice. We will concede to Abba Shaul that in this case, you can take your on Friday. So either one you hold, you can take your on Friday. So what right do you have to do in a Chalamite? So the Gemara, the Amr of Chiz of Chiz said, Amr Avina, name Avina. He said as follows, First of all, that Friday, which is the seventh day of Shiva, the morning is the seventh day, the afternoon is the beginning of Shleishim. And so therefore, we know that your Shleishim will be canceled and the only opportunity you have to prepare yourself for Yom Tov is Friday afternoon. So you're allowed to take a haircut Friday afternoon. And then therefore, you have no right to take a haircut on Chalamon. will agree to Abishol in this case. If the eighth day falls on a Shabbos, so the Chacham will agree that that night, the Shleishim will cancel your Shleishim. It will be canceled because the eighth day was on Shabbos. So, yeah, but and the rabbi said, look, in this case, we're going to allow you to prepare for Yom Tov on Friday. So if you didn't prepare on Friday, why should we give you a special allowance of Chalamay? You should have taken a haircut Friday. So you might answer, I'll tell you what the case here is. We need it. The seventh day was on Shabbos. So according to the rabbis, if the seventh day is on Shabbos and the eighth day is already Yom Tif, your Shleishim doesn't get canceled. So therefore, therefore, you cannot take a haircut Chalamay. But, but according to Abishol, the seventh day in the afternoon is already Yishleishim. So that night will be canceled. And therefore, the only time you can take a haircut is Friday. So even though Friday is the sixth day of Yeshiva, the 
the rabbis will allow that. And the b'risa is going according to Abba Shol, and we're talking about that the seven days on Shabbos, and therefore, since your shleishim is going to be canceled, and the only time you can take a haircut is Friday, even though it's a sixth day, we're going to allow you. But our Mishnah follows the rabbis that says that, no, you need the eighth day to happen before Yom Tif, and it's not going to happen, so your shleishim doesn't get canceled. Therefore, you cannot take a haircut in Chalamite, and that's why our Mishnah doesn't bring down Abba. Um, so Talibra, the Talibra says, Amru says, Mixes Hayem Kukuli, part of the day in Kulit, that means the seventh day is also the beginning of Shleishim, seven days, part the seventh day, part the eighth day. The Kivan, part of Shleishim, the Kivan, the Shabbos, Habit, Onosu, Shabbos, you can't take a haircut, therefore you can do it on Friday. And that's what the Bryce says, you can do it. Um, you could do it Friday and, and so on. However, Tana did not so our, our Tana holds. Sorry, sorry, since Shabbos was an honest, you have no choice. So therefore, we allow you to do a Chalamite. Sorry, not on Thursday. We allow you to do it a Chalamite because you couldn't have done it Erev Yantif because Erev Yantif was the seventh day, but it was Shabbos. So therefore, you can do it a Chalamite. However, Tana did not our Mishnah holds like the rabbis. So look at Abonah. The army, they say, We don't say that part of the day is like the whole day. And therefore, so therefore, the seventh day, it's full Shiva, and that's Shabbos. You didn't even start yet your 30 days. So if you didn't start your 30 days, you're not taking a haircut of Chalamoy. And that's the, that's our mission. Okay, what's the story of the coin? Hi, coin, hechidami. What's the story of the coin? He's now taking a haircut during his roster. He can only take a haircut before he starts because he wanted to come in well camp. But what he could do is on Thursday before Shabbos to prepare himself, he can take a haircut. So the question is, the Eli, model, but, but the, re- the reason why you can't have a haircut is because of Shloshim, not because of Chalamoid. Exactly, but it happens to be on Chalamoid. So when the bright, when our mission says that he doesn't mention, uh, um, what do you call it? Doesn't mention uh, an oval is because he cannot take a haircut. True. The reason why he cannot take a haircut is because it's still part of Shleishim. But the fact is he cannot take a haircut. So therefore, our mission doesn't mention at all um, what do you call it? Um, um, Oval. Okay. Um, says the Gemara. Um, now what about this coin? Hi, coin. What's the story with this coin? His roster came to an end. In other words, Sunday was Yom Tov and Shabbos is when he ends his term. And he should take a haircut on Friday or on Thursday. Because a coin, even though during his roster we don't take a haircut, but we do allow him to take a haircut on Thursday to prepare for Shabbos. So why didn't he take a haircut you know, on, on Thursday? Or on Friday. Rashi actually said Friday, but it's Thursday as well. And um, so what excuse does he have that we should allow him to do Chalamite? Says you know what we're talking about. For example, Yom Tov fell out on Thursday. And because Yom Tov fell out on Thursday, you couldn't take a haircut on that Thursday. And so he had no choice. And the whole week you couldn't take a haircut. You couldn't take it on Wednesday or Tuesday because a Koy in the week was Rasta shouldn't take a haircut. So he had no choice. That's why he could take it on Chalamite. Um, says you know did not. So our Tana holds key when it's was so Lukhaira a coin should be able to take a hekar chalamite. How come our Tana doesn't mention it? She says as follows. Our Tana key when it's not Shlaichi Pragmashovis, there were three occasions in the year when there was no such thing as rosters. Everybody joined forces together because there was so much work to be done. And they're all and therefore they all split equally. And Moody had a goal in the fast that pertains to Yamtiv of a Khilak Lechapon distribution of Lechaponim. Is Kimandalishali Mishmar Tibaregulami. Our mission holds that means his work is still continuing, it's still part of his roster. And therefore, because he's in the middle of his roster, he's not taking a haircut. That's what Chalamoid, in the middle of his roster, he cannot take a haircut. 
However, the Tanabrosa, where the Tanabrosa holds, I forgot the Shaykh Mahanach Mishmar is true. He's still working in the base of Migdash Yamsit, but that's different. His personal roster ended. His roster personally ended, and therefore he's allowed to take a haircut on Chalamoid. Because even though he's working now, it's not considered really his roster. When we say on your roster, you shouldn't be working. Tanabrosa, we learned. All these people that we say, like, just like they'll take a chalamoid because they just came back from overseas and all that, they can also take a haircut during the Avelis as well if they came back from overseas. Says the Gemara of Atani, we learn clearly in Abraisa, Asun and Sodidin, is Omar, Rabchiza, Omar, Rabshela, Kitanya, Hocha. What we say over here, that if you came from overseas, you'll have to take a, a haircut, Mutarin, Bishitakvu, Avelo, talking about where you have two successive Avelis. Actually, it's one opinion, three. But we generally learn two successive Avelis. So because one followed by another, and you have a good excuse, we'll allow you to take a haircut. Says the Gemara, if it's one after another, why then just say that all of these that we said, like in the special circumstances? I feel the fact is, anybody who has to go through two avails in the succession, we make a, a special dispensation between the two periods of seven days. He's like, hey, says the Gemara, the time you learn. They follow one after another. Side, if his hair is too long, make a bit He can take a haircut using a razor. Watch it on the water. Sigmar says, no, it's a big difference. Under normal circumstances, two successive avelas, we have to make a, a difference, make a shinny. So, for example, haircut, use a razor. Washing, laundering, only without soap. But if you came from overseas, then we'll allow you to do whatever you have to do. Didn't we learn only a razor, not using a normal scissor? The mine water, not using the detergents. From here we see that, um, that the only reason why we allow to let them the launder is because of two successive ones. But otherwise, they're not allowed to, uh, to wash. They're not allowed to wash even in cold water. We learned. Just like we said, we want you to be prepared for Yom to cut in before Yom Why? Some say because nails grow back every week. People cut the nails every week. So even if you did it every Yom you have to cut it again. Or we don't have to make any special gazera because definitely. They're going to cut the nails anyway because people don't like to have long nails. Shame Sha Amru Oval Osla Galay, maybe as we said, an Oval is not allowed to take a during the morning period. Kach Osla Little Tipanai, maybe you're not cut your nails either. Divre Rabbi Huda. Those are the words of Yehuda. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yesi Mati. Rabbi Yesi says in both instances, Chalamoid, Avelis, you're allowed to cut your nails. Amarullah says, well, Halach Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda says the Halach is like Yehuda when it comes to Avelis. The halachic, in other words, we're strict, you're not allowed to cut your nails when you're in state of mourning. But the halachic, like Rabbi Yaisi ben for Yom Tov, we allow you to cut the nails. Shmuel HaMashmuel says, halachic Rabbi Yaisi ben Meir, Shmuel says, halachic Rabbi Yaisi, in every instance, we are lenient, that a halachic and a mourner can cut his nails. Because Shmuel said, halachic divre ha-mekel, whenever two Tanoim argue when it comes to Avelis, we always follow lenient opinion. There's an argument, what about if Amaraim are arguing, do we take the lenient opinion? What about if the Goenim are arguing? And so on. And um, there's an, an argument in, in the Paschim when we say that I'm more to cut the nails, we're talking about using a scissor, an implement, or we're talking about just biting your nails or using your fingers to cut it off. Tomorrow you'll learn a very sad story, a continuation of, of this thing about cutting the nails in this period of moment. Everyone have